Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. You are listening to episode 68 of the show, and I'm your host, Mackenzie. I'm super glad that you're here today. Before we dive into today's content, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by Goods and Better Store. Goods and Better is a shop featuring gear and home goods that benefit foster children. Through the Buy It Forward program, your Goods and Better purchase brings some better to a child entering foster care through the partnership with Foster the Family. Use the link in the show notes to shop Goods and Better today. Alright, so today we are talking about something that I deal with on a daily basis, and that's diapers. I've been using cloth diapers for a few years now, and it's something I always get a ton of questions on, even from people who aren't parents and just want to know either for the future or for whatever reason. How do cloth diapers work? How do you clean them? Does it really save you that much money? Now, instead of trying to answer all these questions myself, I decided to bring on someone who knows a lot more than I do about cloth diapering. So welcome Bailey to the show. Bailey is a mom of two and is also an author and fellow podcaster. She hosts the Cloth Diaper Podcast. And yes, it is a whole podcast just about cloth diapers. I told you she was an expert. Bailey is passionate about empowering other parents to have the knowledge and confidence to cloth diaper with ease, and today she's sharing with us about her journey using cloth diapers and also sharing some facts about their biggest benefits. We're talking about the environment, we're talking about the safety of our kids, and of course we're talking about money. Next week on part two, we will be doing more of a how-to guide on how to use cloth diapers. So if you cloth diaper now or have looked into it before, you know there's a lot of information out there and a lot of different ways you can do it. And next week, we'll be breaking down some of that information and helping you to decide what's the best option for your family. Now, before you decide this episode isn't for you, just hear us out. Bailey makes the claim that she's not a crunchy crazy. She's just a regular mom who is passionate about doing the right thing for her kids and her planet. No matter if you're a parent now or plan to be in the future, or maybe you're way past the diaper wearing stage in your parenthood, you're going to learn a lot and can apply it to your own life, or you'll be able to share it with others. I always love it when people share the show because word of mouth is super, super helpful to podcasters. And something else that's super helpful is leaving a rating and a review for the show. This truly only takes a few minutes, and I ask people to do this every week, but did you know that less than 3% of listeners actually leave reviews for the shows that they consistently listen to? By leaving a review, you're not just helping me, but you're helping others to find the show and helping me to give away money to those in need. So there's a ton of great reasons to do it. So please take a few minutes to review me and make sure you're subscribed so that you know when part two with Bailey is available also. All right, thanks so much for tuning in today. And here is my conversation about cloth diapering with Bailey. All right. Hey, Bailey, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Can you just start with introducing yourself for the listeners? Sure. My name is Bailey, and I am the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, the author of Cloth Diapers, Ultimate Guide to Textiles, Washing, and More. And I just talk about cloth diapering. That's kind of my full-time career here as a mom of two, and I live in northern British Columbia up in Canada. Oh, you're in Canada. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's awesome. I'm originally from Seattle, so is that – what part are you from? So I actually, I grew up in Chilliwack or the Sumas area. If you are from Seattle, that's probably where you're familiar. And I've moved to Prince George, which is eight hours north of Sumas. Oh, wow. You're, you're way up there. (laughs) Yes. We're very far north now. (laughs) Okay. Very cool. Um, Okay. And like you said, you are a podcaster, an author, all that good stuff. So can you kind of tell us about how you got started on this journey? Were you just 
a cloth diapering mom and thought there's not enough information available out there or what led you to start this? I have uh, always been a chronic oversharer of life. And so I have <laughs> for years had like some sort of blog or another like way back to like live journal in college kind of. So blogging and sharing my life story, it's both like in my astrological chart and in my just something <laughs> I've done forever. So when I became a mom, um, becoming a blogger was just the next step. And then in 2015, when I became a mom, the other big blogger in town, her name is Susie from Cloth Diaper Addicts, which was a really big cloth diaper blog at that time. She kind of encouraged me to do that. And so suddenly here I am in 2020 with a podcast um, and a book and all these things. And I kind of shifted from blogging to podcasting just because I wanted to focus on sharing other people's stories. Yeah. Uh, there was like a period a couple of years ago where I was like, there's a gap, not enough other stories are being shared. Blogging is quite a privileged activity. Like you have to have a lot of time and money and resources to sure. kind of make a blog successful. So podcasting seemed like a great, a better way to start sharing stories, breaking down a lot of rumors and um, just like telling stories from people's perspectives instead. And so yeah. I guess it's just like, it's just kind of all tumbles into each other. And one day that's what you're doing full time. Right. That's so cool. Yeah. No, I agree. I A lot of people were like, oh, yeah, you should start a blog. And I do technically have a blog that's on my website where I post every once in a while. But I'm like, mm-hmm. I think podcasts are so much more fun. I'd rather get to talk to people than write. Oh, yeah. I love getting to talk to people. And especially so one of like my big things about starting a podcast in 2017, I guess, was there have been a lot of big rumors in the cloth diaper industry, like any like any space, right? You get a lot of gossip and you get a lot of cattiness and I was just like you know what I'm tired of hearing things from people yeah on the internet like all these like what if instead we just talk to brands directly or we talk to people directly and have them tell their story directly then we didn't have to like have this telephone game yeah yeah so blogging or podcasting was a great way to like kind of open up those communication channels and like get the actual story from the person yeah yeah for sure oh that's really cool and what ages are your kids my son is now in kindergarten. He is five, and my okay. daughter turns four. Okay, all right. So, are you all done with diapering for now? We, I have been. I've been done for almost two years now. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but that feels good. <laughs> it does feel good to be out of diapers. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Well, so as you know, my podcast is kind of like uh, introductory, like introductions to certain topics I guess I I should say and so for a lot of people listening this might be the first time they're really learning about cloth diapers and I would imagine people are probably thinking like you can have a whole podcast just about cloth diapers like how is there that much to talk about but there is like I have so many questions for you there is there's so much there's like it's never ending (laughs) yeah seriously I've been cloth diapering I mean since we had a baby and he's now almost two so I've been doing it for two years and I feel like I don't even know half of the information out there about it I feel like I have a lot to learn still but yeah it's something that I get a lot of questions about like I I don't have really any friends maybe a few but not many friends that cloth diaper and so people are always really curious like 
okay, how does that work? How do you clean them? How do you do all this? And I think partly because a lot of my friends are like, okay, I'm very interested in the saving money aspect. So tell me how you do it. But I was like, I just need to do a podcast about this because so many people have questions. And I I kind of agree with you that there's not like a ton of great sources of information. Like there's a lot of blog posts about it, but you could read like 50 different blogs and and still be really confused. So oh, you'll be way confused. Do not read fifty blogs about cloud diapering. Number one way to confuse yourself. Right. Yeah. So for sure. I just wanted to make like a little like how to guide with you. Answer some basic okay. questions, and yeah, hopefully this will help people. Yeah. So, um, okay, we talked about your kids already. So, did you always use cloth diapers like from the very beginning of when you had a baby, or when did you start? Yeah. So. I, my doula, when I was pregnant, she talked about this thing called uh, six days or the triple six. Anyways, it's basically two weeks in bed, just taking care of you postpartum as being super important. So you spend six days in bed, six days around the bed, and then uh, six days kind of in the house and just really focusing on mama postpartum. So I did not cloth diaper my first week. Uh, It wasn't until like day seven that I cloth diaper just because I didn't get out of bed for seven days and I just kind yeah. of took care of me, which I fully recommend. Okay. Motherhood is hard adjustment. It's good to heal and good to just yeah. like rest uh, while you're taking care of this baby. So I started, at, my son was seven or seven days old and that's when we started and I started with prefolds and covers and it was just like a really simple transition. But my child grew fast I have I'm a I'm a big woman and apparently I birthed big children and he was 15 <laughs> pounds by three months oh, wow. so we kind of had like us here I was thinking that I would just have prefolds and size one covers and we would do that for like three to six months but no we were in one size diapers and I was bulk ordering all-in-one diapers from Caterpillar Baby a Canadian retailer the first three weeks in because my child had outgrown all of his diapers so it was oh definitely kind of this whirlwind transition into cloth diapering but yeah we did cloth diapering from the start and then when I had my second baby I also again I respected like a, a rest period but I I knew myself better and I knew my husband better and we knew how to cloth diaper the second time so I could still rest and be like husband go turn on the laundry kind of story I wasn't sure. experimenting all over again yeah and so we did with Anna we did cloth diaper again from birth and cloth diapering was just something I always knew I was going to do. There wasn't, I never had a debate about disposables or cloth diapering. I have a bachelor's of environmental studies. So my background in environmental law was going to be my thing. It's always been kind of a story of mine and my mother cloth diapered. So it just was a natural, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to do it. I wasn't even really considering disposables uh so cloth was just that was just the choice that was going to work for my family yeah for sure I I can really relate to that I would say I my mom also cloth diapered me and so I just always thought like yeah that's that's what you do like it's good for the planet why wouldn't you do that and even if you don't do it full time like at least do it part of the time or most of the time or whatever and I also waited I waited a couple weeks to start just because I was so overwhelmed and didn't really know how cloth diapers worked anyways so I was like I just have to figure out the whole like breastfeeding and taking care of a baby first and then I'll figure that part out yeah and that's why like anybody who ever slides into my dms or emails about newborn diapering I'm always like hmm 
Eh, there's so many things that you're adjusting to in motherhood yeah. that sometimes laundry isn't doesn't need to be that one thing. Right. Like, yeah. focus on what your support systems are. Do you have enough support to consider newborn cloth diapering right. before you actually do it? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's that's good advice. So was it I know you said you just always knew you were gonna do it. So and and you said your mom cloth diapered too. Was there ever any times that you like kinda doubted like, oh man, it, it would just be easier if I switched to disposables or or whatever, or like push back from other people, like even, you know, like your husband, like did he ever oh. think this is weird or you know, anything <laughs> like that? <laughs> uh, my husband's a pretty supportive guy. He's pretty much okay. like if she wants to do it, she can do it. I I ordered something the other day. I like bulk ordered 500 coloring books. Uh, and was like, <laughs> cool. All right, Bailey. Good for you. Uh, so he, he was always on board. I didn't really have a lot of pushback at all from, I don't say, I didn't think I had any close friends. Like people would just know, like there was no way they were going to convince me otherwise. And he had pretty eco-conscious to begin with. Especially I was really yeah. eco-conscious before I had kids. With kids, I'm a little bit less eco-conscious you're in like this survive or survive or die mode sometimes uh yeah. I did have a breakdown I remember having a breakdown probably like when my daughter was about 10 months old I was like cloth diapering two kids and it just was like no I need this is not working yeah there was too much going on and I did stop using cloth for about two weeks uh-huh. but that was about that and then I, I got back into it because disposable yeah. diapers for two kids is very expensive Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good to hear, though, because I feel like that's that makes things really relatable for people rather than thinking like people are just out there doing it perfectly. Oh, <laughs> no, we're not. And like we might be a different <laughs> blogger and it's all we talk about and do, but we still just like sometimes give up and we're tired. Yeah. We're exhausted yeah. and we're tired of doing laundry. And I think like the biggest thing, though, that I learned in those two weeks, which is something I talk a lot about in my show, was that it wasn't that cloth diapering was the was the thing that was stressing me out or overwhelming me it was just like I wasn't taking care of me the way that I needed to Uh so there were too many things and too many expectations and so I just had to disposable diapering was a good break in learning what I what I needed to do and to change some of my expectations of myself but I went back to cloth because yeah the cost I was also I get so tired of blowouts I don't know if that's like because I don't know how to use disposable diapers properly or what and I knew it wasn't good and I knew it wasn't going to be like a full-time break but uh, cloth mamas we do take breaks we're not always cloth diapering and I disposable diaper when I travel and I disposable diaper from time to time yeah same same here we do disposable pretty much when we travel unless we're only gone for like two days or something but for most of our trips we're doing disposable diapers and we actually use them at night too and that's I try to make that the only other time that I use them just because of savings (laughs) but also sometimes I mean and this is something we're going to talk about later on but I do have help from other people with childcare and sometimes, you know, I teach them all how to do the cloth diapers, but (laughs) I try to never like force anybody like you have to do it this way. And so a lot of times I'll come home and he's in a disposable diaper in the middle of the day and I'm like, that's okay. You know, (laughs) I can roll the punches. (laughs) So what were some of the struggles that you faced that made you think like, okay, this would be a good thing to talk about. Like, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start a podcast. What were some of the things that challenged you with being a cloth diapering mama 
and made you want to help educate others? That's a really good question. Uh, I'm like, I don't know how that came to be. <laughs> so like some of my biggest challenges were, and I think many parents, if you're already clapped their brain, will kind of know where I'm going. This was the wash routine conversation was a big challenge for me. I wouldn't say like I've heard stories of wash routine struggle that are absolutely incredibly challenging. And I can't imagine being in those footprints, but a lot of my wash routine yeah. was quite struggling and, I got overwhelmed by the groups with the rules as well as a lot of my mentors were like, no, that's silly. Don't stress out that much. And so I did a lot of that problem solving myself and trying to get a routine that worked and coming to terms with what my routine looked like. And so that's kind of been a lot of my motive. I didn't really talk about wash routines and I still don't really talk about wash routines a whole lot. But I would say over the last year, if you've been follow, if anybody's been following my content, they'll see that I've really shifted. And that was because I wanted other parents to also feel empowered to problem solve themselves, be able yeah. to come up with those solutions themselves. So I really do believe we have a lot of wisdom ourselves to problem solve laundry and to kind of find those solutions. But when I first started yeah. blogging and I first started writing about cloth diapers, I was purely doing reviews. I still do a lot of reviews and I wouldn't say that's like a problem solving niche. That was just like kind of a fun hobby for me, something that I really enjoyed doing. I really enjoyed writing about diapers. I really enjoyed trying new diapers. And it definitely started mm -hmm. off more as a passion project for me than an intent to help people. And it's definitely okay. grown into that now that we're, I'm up, my kids are out of diapers. <laughs> um, so I'm still right. talking about cloth diapering. And that's more of a passion now to help people. And this past year, it's really been a focus on how can we support cloth diaper parents to trust in their yeah. own wisdom, to find the solutions that work for them and not to feel completely overwhelmed yeah. because new mamahood, new parenthood is, is totally overwhelming. And then you throw in a cloth diaper blog times 25 and a Facebook yeah. group. And, <laughs> but I don't have all the answers. So how do we do that? How do we support parents? So that's still like a question that I feel like I'm grappling with and you don't really know where you're going with, but yeah, working on it. I, I think like I mean it's different a different journey for everybody mm. and so so your answer makes sense but no I think I think that's really cool and like you said it's like for any new mom or new parent trying to figure that out is overwhelming and then even if you're not a new mom if you have multiple kids I would also imagine that's overwhelming <laughs> to so try to be doing it yeah. multiples at the same time so so no I think it's really cool that you're providing these resources yeah so part of Part of cloth diaper blogging that I really kind of took with it and ran with it was it was my my escape, my like sense uh -huh. of purpose, something I had to do in new motherhood. Yeah. I I had had yeah. I had just graduated from college or university when I had when I got pregnant. I didn't have a job like so I graduated and then I found out I was pregnant and then I had this. I had nothing to do. I didn't have a job to go back to and I didn't really feel like yeah. I was ready to go back to a job, but I needed something to do. And so yeah. blogging became a really good output, this sense of connecting with other people. It kind of gave me a sense of purpose and worth because for some people it can feel like motherhood can be like, wow, what am I doing? How am I doing this? How am I yeah. going to navigate this? And it yeah. can feel very lonely. And sometimes I always thought that I would want to be a stay-at-home mom, but in my journey, uh -huh. it wasn't the right calling for me. So I really did need something outside of taking care of keeping my children alive to 
feel me. Yeah. Um, and that's vlogging yeah. and podcasting has really filled that. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like we're kindred spirits. I can I can totally relate to that. I'm <laughs> I'm a stay at home mom right now, but yeah, I have the podcast, and I'm like, if I didn't have that, I think I would lose my mind. Like I have to have something else. Yeah. And not to say that being a mom isn't fulfilling, but. I mean, it's it's just serving someone else all day long. So you have to have something for yourself. Yeah. So yeah. and I'm not very good at just like I'm not very good at being bored. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah. I needed something that felt like I was accomplishing something. Like I, yeah. I I can't watch Netflix and not multitask. I am very much totally. always doing something. So that's kind yeah. Of no, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's like one of my something I like about myself but also something sometimes I hate about myself I'm like can't you just chill just like, slow down just sit down <laughs> yeah. it's hard it's really hard yeah I'm getting better that's funny okay what about some what were some of the biggest benefits you saw for your family whether it was finances or health or whatever biggest benefits from doing cloth diapers for your little ones I mean I want to say finances but here I am five years later with a cloth diaper blog and I still buy diapers every month so I don't I don't know but (laughs) you know as much as I was regularly buying diapers and I was a little bit uh a collector or addict personality when I was babying the lack of worry about needing diapers is probably one of my favorite benefits especially I think it's like the knowing that I always had diapers I didn't really understand that until recently I actually I had a conversation with somebody about it but definitely would be always having diapers just knowing that I always had diapers I always had a way to cloth diaper my child it's not that my uh-huh. family would have ever been in a financial situation where we wouldn't have been able to afford diapers, but just that it was always comforting to know that I wasn't running out. I am a total like last minute person on like everything. Like my antidepressants yeah. are like, I, I'll take my last three today and then I'll call the pharmacist. And I'll go pick it up. <laughs> so I, that's like, I know if I had disposable diapered, I would have either would not have been I was not good in this pandemic, you know, like we ran out on our last toilet paper roll and there's a toilet paper shortage. Like, so always having diapers, when I look back at it is something that I know was a benefit that I didn't recognize that I definitely recognize now as something probably something I really enjoyed, would have really enjoyed and continued to enjoy always having a clean bum, clean diapers. And then just like the community has always been another benefit. I mean, I'm five years later and I'm still in the cloth diaper community so there's an opportunity to find people and connect with people who are like-minded or completely different than you and that can really challenge you and be awesome yeah that's so cool I really didn't know that the community surrounding cloth diapers was so large so that's really cool yeah it's very like I mean it can be very intimidating so if you're listening and you're like oh awesome um it can be very intimidating but yeah you can find your spaces and your people and sometimes it's just one or two people that you connect with on Instagram and that's that can be just awesome and probably I don't know if you found this but I feel like something I've noticed online is the and, and this goes with any kind of niche area but especially with cloth diapering is the ability to connect with people from all over the world like I feel like I've seen a lot of posts from women in England who are doing cloth diapers and I'm like this is so cool like I wouldn't have found you otherwise yeah, so like on the podcast I've had shows with people from Estonia Israel Argentina wow. there's a mama in Japan that I talk to regularly in my stories I'm scheduled that I just so was cool. getting off I just scheduled one with a woman from New Zealand 
it's so incredible. I've talked with people from all over the world. Uh, such And th- that global connection, I really feel, is starting to come out more this year than ever before. That's awesome. Yeah, really cool. Okay, so I wanted to talk kind of generally about facts with cloth diapers, just because yeah. people have heard us mention like the finances and whatnot. So so I kind of wanted to dive into those and just educate people on kind of why, why people tend to use cloth diapers. So just sort of a history question, if you know, obviously cloth diapers have been around for a long time. Yeah. That's what, you know, the only option there used to be, right? So how, from what you know, maybe from just talking to your mom or whatever, uh, how have cloth diapers kind of evolved over time? Well, so cloth diapers have evolved a lot over time. I mean, back in the day, like early turn of 20th century, we're talking like flats, uh, maybe rubber pants. Like honestly, flats weren't really, or rubber pants weren't really a thing until the later half of the 20th century. But babies uh-huh. would have just kind of, you would have just been at home. You, there wouldn't have been really this need to go outside. Some of the history that I've read, like you might have wrapped your baby in wool or bundled them up and then you would have just changed all yeah. the layers if you needed to go out. But I think a lot of, if we, if you think about how moms interact in communities today versus back then, different needs now so you see the modern cloth diaper though really kind of emerge in the first half of the 21st century and the modern cloth diaper would be brands such as fuzzy buns bum genius apple cheeks maybe mother ease out of canada Uh, and that's where we see this transition from rubber pants which is what a lot of our parents will talk about which was like a rubber pant that they pulled over a flat and it was not a good diaper. Um, uh-huh. It was like hot and sticky and kind of yucky and a pain to deal with. And then yeah. we see the PUL diaper kind of transform in the this last turn of the century. And that came with snaps and it came with hook and loop and it came with fancy new textiles and microfiber, especially in the 2005s. And so cloth diapering has really evolved from cotton flats maybe back to cotton flats, but it has, yeah. it's evolved from like loosely worn cotton flats to more trim and stylized and fitted. We've really taken what was a bulky, saggy diaper and made it into something that is incredibly trim and yeah. incredibly easy to wash and works in a wide array of situations and lets us go, lets us travel and lets us go to the store or the laundry room and not have wet pants all the time. So The history is, uh, yeah, and I really credit a lot of women in the early 2000s for what we know now as the modern cloth diaper with snaps and PUL and this trim design cut. Yeah, totally. It's interesting to talk about because I feel like some people, to us, I I guess to our culture, like disposable diapers just seems like the norm. And it's like those actually haven't been around that long, right? I mean, like probably for everybody listening, I would imagine all of our parents were probably cloth diapered because that was the only option then, right? (laughs) Yeah, so disposable diapers really like mainstream 50s, 60s, 70s. Okay. It's not that long. Like, yeah. It's 2021 already. So yeah. 70 years. But um, yeah. I mean, my mom cloth diapering in the 90s was a little bit unusual, but not entirely unusual. Right. So and it's really amazing if you look at cloth diapering and disposable diapering 
just the marketing powerless of disposables right. to just completely shift an entire generation yeah. of thinking. Totally. We often we often criticize. I don't know if you've ever been in a marketing class, but there's so much critique about smoking, right? Uh, marketing marketing around smoking. Yeah. And how they just really normalized and grew that, and it ended up biting smoking companies, cigarette companies, in the end. But yeah, very similar strategies were employed to disposable diapering to just completely convince an entire generation that yeah. diapering was unsanitary or ill-fitting or bad for your health. And then today, I'm sure that you as a cloth diaper parent as well has, has struggled with having those conversations with people, trying yeah. to convince them that cloth diapering is okay, that it's safe and it's healthy. And it's just like, wow, they, they've done a really good job. People did a really good job of convincing everybody and putting these little rhetorics into our culture that we don't even notice yeah. that are really hard to fight against. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. So, okay, I do want to talk about that. I guess first, let's talk about the environmental impact since that's your background, you know, your your degree yeah. and everything. So what do you think are some important things for people to know when it comes to the environmental impact of disposables versus cloth diapers? So when we're looking at the environmental benefits and the, the drawbacks, uh, important conversations of both diapers have environmental impacts. Uh-huh. Both products are being manufactured, and so they both have two different stories. When we're talking about cloth diapers, a conversation that I regularly have is that we can't ignore the textile manufacturing process. So we can't ignore that microfiber is polyester from oil, that bamboo requires carbon disulfide, that cotton is one of the most aggressive textiles to grow, mm-hmm. and that there is a huge story there yeah and that's a story that if you're really concerned about diaper manufacturing i would look into fast fashion and those conversations around fast fashion and fast cloth diapering can really mimic some of those but that said sure you can be uh, you can be a good consumer when it comes to cloth diapering you can shop for brands that have manufacturing transparency that are openly talking about where they're sourcing their textiles the manufacturing conditions that they're under and yeah you can purchase secondhand and you can yeah. limit the size of your stash. That's been a really big conversation that I've had with myself uh, and that I still really <laughs> struggle with. I, I was really in a big collector's mentality for a while and I would just buy, buy, buy. But as a consumer, you have to remember that a cloth diaper is still going to end up in the landfill. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you're going to have yeah. less of them, but eventually it's going to end up in the landfill. And so that's probably my biggest guilt trip if I'm going to guilt myself about my cloth diaper journey is that I never thought about that consumer impact that whatever I'm buying is still ending up in a landfill somewhere. Yeah. And so motherhood is overwhelming. You got to give yourself grace for some of the things that you do or don't do. Yeah. Uh, and, and and that's where I just, we talk about it now. Nobody was talking about it when I started cloth diapering. Yeah. And then we look at disposable diapering, which again also has an environmental footprint, which I don't, people will argue one is better than the other. And I think that if you're concerned about that and people are like uptight about that, there's something else going on on the surface and you're like, why is this such a big issue for you? Why are you so concerned about the water that it takes to wash a cloth diaper, but not concerned about these other steps in the process? And so I feel like whenever somebody's attacking me or another parent for the environmental impacts of washing, which has been proven time and time again, is very minimal. I mean, we all wash our underwear. It's no more than like watering our lawn once a week. Yeah. But 
you gotta you gotta unpack that and figure out so why is this really why does cloth diapering really bother you yeah why is that that one thing that's picking on you but when we look at disposable diapering we also have a, a big environmental track record so first we have pulp and paper production and so i live in a pulp and paper town pulp and paper is it's deforestation it's waterway pollution it's Pulp paper is very energy heavy. So cloth diaper, disposable diapering has that manufacturing legacy to it. Yeah. We have to think about it takes a lot of water to create a disposable diaper and to manufacture it. But the big conversation that a lot of people will have is the landfill impact. So an important thing to think about, especially, I don't know, a majority of your listeners are probably in the U.S., is a big privilege to be able to put things in the landfill. Uh-huh. And so if a baby uses 3,000 diapers, that's going to sit in a landfill for the next 500 years Wow! times every baby on the planet. So that's the biggest conversation I think that people have when it comes to the environmental impacts of cloth versus disposable uh-huh. is what are we doing with a disposable diaper when we're done with it? Where's it going? How much landfills do we actually have? Uh, and can we do that for every baby on the planet? And so those are challenging thoughts. I know that I live in an area with a lot of landfill space but maybe if you live in New York, you don't have a landfill and you're shipping it out or it's getting dumped in the sea or somebody else's backyard is taking it. So that's a really big critical thought that you need to have when you're considering which diapering solution is best for you environmentally. And a lot of times you can't really avoid that landfill impact. And so every diaper counts. And I mean, yes, I still disposable diaper from time to time, but it means that I put significantly fewer diapers in the landfill mm-hmm. uh, and, and cloth diapers are still going to land in the landfill yes and that's I mean that's where like if you're only using 30 or 40 though it's significantly less and they're going to break down a little bit different and yeah I mean there's a lot of nuanced conversation here yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, have to, you have to acknowledge what environmental journey is important for you like what's something that I'm really concerned about and, yeah and be okay with it and you also have to be okay that you as the consumer can't fix problems that are based at manufacturers yeah we focus so much environmental guilt on what we're doing as a consumer but we really should be putting more pressure on pampers on huggies on cloth diaper manufacturers to be doing better um, and government on having better regulations to be creating products yeah that can be better you as a consumer can do so much but mm-hmm. recognize that that's not always your burden to bear and that you really should be putting that guilt and that energy to people who are higher up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have so many conversations on this show about mindful consumerism uh, because it's true in every arena and it that doesn't change with cloth diapering that there are good cloth diapers you can buy or good brands you can buy from and there are not so good ones so I think that's really good to remember and to think about but don't ever feel bad like if you cannot afford anything yeah. else like right. I would rather that you I, uh, it's such a hard conversation like do I rather that you buy from the one that's manufactured by a cheapie or do you buy Pampers I'd rather you buy secondhand or repurpose yeah. something like we can always find better ways to consume and yeah but at the same time don't guilt trip yourself too much like that's totally. not your that's not your burden to bear as a consumer like, right to crush your soul right and you and you don't know what you don't know I mean if you buy a cloth yes. diaper and you don't realize like oh I'm supporting like kind of an unethical brand like that's okay now you know and if you can't afford the more expensive one then yeah look for secondhand like because I, that's mostly what I've done and I mean, I could afford the more expensive ones if I wanted to, but 
why would I want to spend that money when I could buy just as good one secondhand? Yeah. I'd rather do that. <laughs> so. Yeah, the secondhand market today has never been so bustling. There's so many options. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mindful consumerism is such a hard conversation. It is. It's a really big conversation, and there's so many parts to it. But but I think what's important to remember is uh, I, I try to think about, and this is kind of like a greater conversation on like zero waste living. And I did an interview on that a while back. And it's kind of like the idea of every time you throw something away, just like keep in mind that you're throwing something away and where is it going and what happens now. And I feel like that's something important to remember with disposable diapers. And like I said, I still use them daily. Uh, we use them every night, but I try to remember that, okay, this is going to end up in a landfill. So like, let's try to make that the only one for today or whatever. And I mean, even those diapers, even though they're small, like they still require a lot of resources to produce. So just being mindful with all that. I mean, there's a lot, like we said, but... I mean, if you're already having these conversations, you're yeah. already ahead in the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I want to talk to you about, like, safety, and you mentioned sanitation earlier, and I feel like that's kind of an important part of this when we're talking about buying secondhand diapers, because I know to some people that sounds disgusting. <laughs> I've had people say, like, you what you buy those used <laughs> like yeah why not so I wanted to talk about kind of safety and I feel like it's twofold like the safety of disposable diapers I think is something to consider like how safe is that is what we're putting on our on our baby's skin but then yeah like the sanitation part of it too is how do you know that you're really getting these things clean and that they're safe to use and safe to buy secondhand I kind of I kind of laugh because a lot of these conversations that we have around sanitation are also influenced by marketing. Okay. And by detergents convincing us that everything needs to be like super duper clean all the time in order to survive. Yeah. But it isn't always. So when you're buying secondhand, you're gonna wanna like most families are gonna recommend a bleach wash or a bleach soak. What did you do for your diapers? I don't use bleach. I feel like it's really harsh. It so is really harsh. With regular detergent and I'll add some vinegar too. Yeah. Um, so see, like that's my thought around sanitation. Sometimes you don't, it's not as big of a deal as you, as you might think it needs to be when it comes to a diaper. Right. Like detergents, vinegar, sunshine does a really good job of pulling out most of the things. There's right. not like... There's so many parents who are cloth diapering secondhand, like you are, like I did, who don't use bleach. I, I usually recommend it because I'm trying to cover my, my tush, but yeah, sure. so many of us do and we never have problems. Like there's not a rampant yeah. disease outbreak in the cloth diaper community. Right. So <laughs> right. The aspect is not as one might think. And if you're using a solid wash routine, and you're using detergent and warmer hot water and a dryer or the sunshine, you're really getting out most of the things. Like it's not, I think we have been conditioned to think that poo and pee are incredibly unsanitary. And to some, I mean, yeah, you're going to get pink eye if you touch your eye, but it's not as yeah. big as an issue as, as it leads on to be. Yeah. That would be my big thought about it. Um, yeah. It's see yeah. kind of gross. But why do you think it's gross? Like, who told you it was gross? I guess that's my question. <laughs> but I would yeah. ask a person, like, it's not really. We're doing fine. People secondhand cloth diaper all the time without issues. 
if you're really concerned, yeah, bleach, but otherwise just a solid wash routine will do it. And that's really mm-hmm. learning to wash. And so that's been that conversation that you can trust yourself and you can do the right wash routine and, and coming to learn about laundry and that detergent does a great job and that warm water agitation, how to do that. And the sunshine kills a lot of things as well. So plop them out in the sun if you get a chance and vinegar does its job as well. Yeah. When we talk about the safety of disposable diapers, that's a can of worms we don't really know about. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that comes around. There have been a few studies in a few countries around the world, but not to sound like a tinfoil hat or like a crunchy crazy, because I'm not. I use Tide and I uh, go to the doctor, but I <laughs> we don't know what's in a disposable diaper. And disposable diapering companies does a really good job of making sure that we don't really know. Yeah. So part of diaper journey which to like get super personal with all of everybody is that I um, struggled with vulvodynia as a young adult as a young woman okay and that is the vulva oh, okay and part of that journey for me was to stop using disposable feminine hygiene products oh okay. so I often use my story of disposable feminine hygiene products is antidotal evidence of why I'm not a huge fan of wanting long-term disposable diaper use because it's a very similar product and once I kind of stopped using disposable I mean my vulvodynia didn't go away but a lot of irritation that I had with my vulva my genitalia I guess to be really personal (laughs) uh up so using cloth pads and using Cloth pads is mostly what I used. Even like switching to completely organic pads, like those were big steps that really helped me as a woman. So I can't imagine if, I mean, don't guilt yourself up about using disposable diapers, but like, what is that impact on baby genitals, on products that have fragrances or toxins in them that we're not really sure? So yeah, uh, yeah, there's a safety concern. And I think it's never really going to come up. There's a lot. I mean, I can... I don't know what to say, but there's a lot of infertility and there's a lot of struggles today more than ever. Yeah. We don't really know what the cause is to that. And we're never really going to know Yeah, is what we're putting against their skin. Is what's, that's a story to consider. Absolutely. Like without causing fear and not knowing, but like also what... Yeah, totally. Well, I think it's just like anything like... I mean, anybody who listens to the show regularly knows I'm passionate about, like, toxin-free and trying to, you know, use as clean of products as you possibly can just for our safety because we don't know, (laughs) because we don't know what's going to come of these things, you know, and, like, one great example is, like, baby powder. Like, for how many years did they think baby powder is totally safe? Put it right on your baby's butt. And then, you know, however many years later, like, actually, um, it causes cervical cancer. So, like, don't use baby powder. Yeah, there was actually, yeah, we were, we had scar starts. There was talc secretly stashed in there. Like, yeah. And I know I brought up cigarette manufacturing earlier, right? Like, we, that was a big thing, too. A big uncoppery about the fact that they knew and they just hid it from us. Like, yeah. So much of my environmental degree was looking into these things like Teflon and like all these companies that just get away with polluting. And so I am a little bit of a skeptic. I mean, do I still use Tide? Yeah, like I'm not, I'm no eco-friendly angel. Yeah. But I try to reduce things where I can in ways that are comfortable for my family. Absolutely. Yeah. 
any parent who is listening, just maybe check your diapers. You know, if you're using disposable diapers, look up if there's any information on them or maybe some safer brands. I would highly recommend doing that, if whether or not you're using cloth diapers. All right, how about cloth diaper cost? Okay, that's something we mentioned earlier is the financial benefit of using cloth diapers, obviously, if you're not buying a ton of them. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so cloth diapers, I mean, if someone had never looked it up before and decides to look up like typical cloth diaper cost, they might see that, okay, yeah, a cloth, a cloth diaper does cost quite a bit more than one disposable diaper, but how is yeah. it financially beneficial in the long term? So cloth diapering costs are really, this is, this is another hard conversation for me as somebody who's like so in this industry because it really varies. Yeah. You get cloth diaper for like 50 bucks and be fine. Yeah. So there's options. Like you have so many options. You cloth diaper for 50 bucks, but you could also cloth diaper for like 875. So I think I did the math today on all-in-one cloth diapers they're about $30 US right now if you're getting like the made in the US organic cotton diaper. And if you buy a full stash, which is like three days, you're looking at like a $900 investment, which is a lot of money. Um, not to yeah. shock anybody, but so that's like the range is that you can, with cloth diapering, you can drop $50, use your old t shirts, a couple cheap covers, and you're done. You can spend about three to $400 on a stash of pocket cloth diapers with natural fiber inserts. Or you can spend upwards of $900 on organic all-in-one diapers. So the price uh-huh. really does vary. You're going to have a little bit of additional yeah. costs with like washing, honestly. So now that I'm not cloth diapering, I still go through detergent just as fast. And I still have just as many loads of laundry. And my electricity bill <laughs> and dryer bill didn't really go down. Sometimes okay. new parents, they have that sticker shock. Just because you're literally adding a new person to your family. Uh, sure. And they, and they forget that that comes with costs. Yeah. Uh, and a very messy person. <laughs> oh, a very messy person. Like, if you're not diapering, you're still washing a lot of puke and vomit. Yeah. And change of clothes. Especially once you get to, like, baby led feeding. Yeah. And, oh, and potty training. Potty training laundry is, it just never ends. Yeah. You're like washing sheets all the time. So yes, there's a laundry factor to there, but I wouldn't ever, if your laundry costs are suddenly being so much to your system, then you need to simplify your routine somehow. Okay. But yeah, so there's going to be some extra laundry costs and maybe like maybe an extra $10, $10 a month if you have home-based washing. I mean, if you're having to use a laundromat, it might be more. There's lots of great support sure. and advice out there, though, for families who are using a laundromat situation. Yeah, but true. you can really create any budget that you want. But the same, I would say, yeah. goes for disposable diapering, right? Like you can buy disposables for as low as $0.09 cents each to as much as $0.50 to $0.60 cents each. So yeah. if you're thinking about cloth diapering, and if it's going to save you money, one thing that I would do is look into what disposable diaper you would be comfortable with, especially we just had that conversation. You yeah. Maybe you as a consumer or maybe you as a health advocate, you only want to use this one brand of disposable. That's the brand that you've done the research on that you feel safest with. Maybe that's a 40 cent diaper. So do the math. What is like 40 cents times? It's like $4 a day if you're going through 10 diapers and uh, 7 36 36 a week or you know like kind of do that math and do that comparison yourself okay and then what's the what's the product that I would be how much money savings there is a potential even when you're buying the $900 organic cotton diapers up front 
most people are going to be spending two to three thousand dollars on disposable diapers over three years. So yeah, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy I, to think about. I, and then you're always going to get that one comment though in the comment section of that person who only spent six hundred dollars because everybody gifted them and they only bought diapers on sale from Costco. Um, <laughs> so there's like right, there's always that variation. And the other thing is like I saw an interesting thing and in the conversations around diaper need is the ability to purchase disposable diapers at bulk at a low cost is a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to right. go to Costco buy them at 12 cents a diaper. Not everybody has access to that. So right. cloth diaper can be a really great solution if you don't have access to affordable disposable diapering. Because yeah. you, can, you can use the old t-shirts, you can use receiving blankets, you can use towels, you can use anything as a cloth diaper if it absorbs liquid. And then you just get a couple yeah. cheap covers. You can easily do it for under 50 to $100. Yeah. Okay, cool. As you can see, cloth diapers are not just for the eco-friendly angels out there. They're for families trying to save some money and for families who aren't trusting those generic diaper brands for what they're putting on their baby's skin. I loved hearing about Bailey's journey and her personal thoughts on cloth diapering, and I'm sure that you found, just like I did, that she's much more relatable than you probably thought she was going into this episode. It's so helpful to know that there's so much grace in this space. You don't have to be perfect, and cloth diapering doesn't need to be something that stresses you out. You can find the right fit for your own family and know that you're making an impact even with small steps. I loved what she brought up about mindful consumerism. There are so many aspects to this conversation that I hadn't thought of before and how it relates to cloth diapering. Now, again, even if you're not a parent or not currently in the diapering phase, I hope that you learned something today. And I would also love it if you'd share the show with someone who you think could learn from it too, especially fellow mamas and dadas. Word of mouth is so helpful to podcasters and it's helpful to parents too, so please share the wealth. Don't forget about leaving a rating and review for the show and subscribing to the show. Subscribing just takes the click of one button on whatever app you're currently listening on, and that way you'll know when part two with Bailey is live next week. In part two, we're going to be discussing the how-tos of cloth diapering, so how to pick the right type of diaper, how to know what brand to choose from, and of course, how the heck to wash these things. That's one of the biggest questions I always get, and so we are answering that in part two next week. Now, in the meantime, don't forget to shop Goods and Better Store using the link in the show notes and help a foster child today. And the links to connect with Bailey and I are also in the show notes, so you can view them on the app that you're listening on or on my website, heartfelthippie.com. All right, friends, until next week, consider being a more mindful consumer, even with the little items in your life. Question the things that brands and marketing have been telling us all these years and figure out what's really, really true and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out.